Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle. It is a Sunday, I believe it's September 7th. Check that. Fact checkers only. Anyway, September 8th. Scratch that. Why would I, why would I restart this pod, though, when you can just know that sometimes we make mistakes? Some of us can admit it. Some of us can't. You need to use Sharpies. If you don't know, now you know. Anyway, football is upon us. Obviously, the first Sunday of the football year has been breaking news to the gills, if you will. Antonio Brown leaves the Raiders. People are joking that the Patriots are going to sign Antonio Brown. I literally get in my car to drive 20 miles up to a football game last night, a college football game in Davidson, North Carolina. And by the time I get there, Antonio Brown is no longer a joke going to the Patriots. He has been signed by the Patriots. So there's a ton to unpack there. And so we're going to bring in our buddies up in the Massachusetts area, Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes and Andrew Patterson, two veterans of the filibuster freestyle to discuss this. Before we do, and before we get to the theme song, a couple things. Number one, plays is listening. Number one, again, for the, first, for the second time in like a month or so, Yakutsk, Russia. Cornelius, North Carolina, number two. Boston, number three. Other cities of interest listening. Columba City, Philippines. Mittagong, Australia. And Dresden, Germany. So thank you to all those cities and all the other towns and cities listening. Um, the countries listening this week, USA, number one. Russia, number two. Philippines, number three. Followed by the United Kingdom, Germany, Ireland, Australia, Pakistan, France, and Spain. Thank you to everybody in those countries and around the world who listens. With that being said, we are closing in on 40,000 downloads. That's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Share the podcast with your friends. Let's help more people find the show and download the show. We really appreciate that. We appreciate those of you who have and who hopefully will. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Google Music Play. It helps people find the show. And also feel free to follow us on Instagram at filibusterfreestyle. We put up okay stuff there. It's a podcast, so it's tough to use, you know, use a visual medium, but we do our best. Anyway, let me set up a few things here uh, relative to the Antonio Brown saga, because instead of setting it up with the guys on the call, on the pod in a few minutes, I'd rather get through it all now narratively, uh, and I think pretty accurately, so that we can focus on those guys and what they have to say and their hot takes. So Antonio Brown, fantasy football legend, regular football legend, having a Hall of Fame career with the Pittsburgh Steelers for the last decade plus, right? He no-shows the regular season finale of last year's regular season for the Steelers in 2018. Steelers basically are like, okay, well, we're sick of this guy's distractions. He's a great player. He's a producer. But they just decide, you know what? The juice is not worth the squeeze. We're going to negotiate kind of a sign-and-trade, a trade of some kind. I don't have it in front of me. But the Raiders give up some draft picks to acquire the rights to Antonio Brown and sign him to a new deal. Okay, Antonio Brown shows up for training camp in a hot air balloon. Okay. Then we learn that his feet are messed up. Uh, He has frostbite on his feet from some kind of cryogenic freeze chamber treatment thing he was doing in Europe, and he forgot to wear the special socks you're supposed to wear so your feet don't freeze. So he's got like a foot problem. And then once the feet are back to to normal, uh, he's refusing to play in a helmet that's approved by the league. He wants his old helmet. Apparently, there's a rule where you can't wear a helmet that's more than 10 years old or something like that. 
he throws kind of a, a tantrum, if you will, and, and the Raiders kind of have his back, but then don't have his back. It's like a two-week thing. Finally, they get beyond the helmet thing, and it seems like it's going to be fine, but actually the weirdness goes into overdrive. So the Raiders fine him for all the time he missed in camp going through this whole battle with the NFL over his helmet. Antonio Brown then puts the fine on social media and kind of talks smack towards the program, towards the Raiders, towards general manager Mike Mayock. He then has an altercation with Mike Mayock this past week leading up to the first game of the season. He then says he's sorry. He then, everything's going to be fine and they reconcile and he's going to play on Monday night, tomorrow night against whoever the hell they're playing. I don't know. It's two Monday night games, so whatever. It might be the Broncos. Anyway, says so he's sorry, ready to go. But then, like, I think yesterday morning, I wake up and we all wake up to some video montage of Antonio Brown on the phone with John Gruden, set to video of Antonio Brown. And basically, Antonio Brown is kind of like, you know, short, short story shorter, hey, Raiders, release me. Release me at Raiders on social media. So the Raiders complied yesterday. They released Antonio Brown. The jokes immediately begin that the Patriots are going to sign Antonio Brown. And as I mentioned at the top of the pod, I get in my car and drive 20 minutes up to Lake Norman from Charlotte, and Antonio Brown is actually on the Patriots. So like in a two-hour window, it went from the Raiders are probably going to release Antonio Brown to they do release Antonio Brown to the internet joking that Bill Belichick is behind all of this and the Patriots are going to sign him to, no, wait a minute, (laughs) he actually signs with the Patriots. So I think that's basically where we're at. And I think we're ready for the theme song. I'm bringing on, like I said, Roscoe P. I'm bringing on Andrew Patterson. And my take, and I'll probably start this on the other side of the pod too, but this is like when the Patriots signed Randy Moss, plus when they signed Corey Dillon, plus when they signed Chad Ochocinco, plus when they signed Albert Hainsworth, multiplied times six pounds of crazy pills. This is what this seems to be to me. doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means it's outlandish to say the least. So can't wait to discuss it with the guys. Filibuster Freestyle, here comes the theme song on the other side. As I said a minute ago, Roscoe P., Andrew Patterson. Oh yeah, as promised, a three-way dance on a Sunday afternoon. Roscoe P. Andrew Patterson both join us. Roscoe P., how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Andrew, yourself, you're good? Uh, I'm doing excellent. I just want to give a shout out to the two people who listened to Clark University Radio in 1999 and 2000, whose dream is coming true, of a uh, radio reunion right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you, you guys have done this pod. You guys have been on the pod before together. Oh, we have, but I had Yeah, we must have been. Yeah, yeah it was the, yeah, the just... last time you guys were together, for the listeners, was when Andrew was ordering McDonald's. Uh, at the drive-through, <laughs> while Chris, while Roscoe P and I were doing the pod on the su- song in the summer 2018, um, as John from Real World Los Angeles would say, "True story." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I've already set it up for the listeners. They know we're going to talk about Antonio Brown. What a day yesterday! He gets released by the Raiders. People are joking about the Patriots should sign him. 
I literally get in my car to drive to the Davidson College football game, and by the time I get there 22 minutes later, he's really on the Patriots. So, a crazy day. I texted you guys earlier and said this is like the signings of Randy Moss, Corey Dillon, Chad Ochocinco, Albert Hainsworth, six pounds of crazy pills combined. Um, Yeah. So, I guess my opening question, and I don't care who goes first, just don't go at once. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Maybe maybe do go at once. Maybe that's pioneering radio that we'll do. But anyway, on the spectrum of the Patriots have lost their minds on one end, and the Patriots are playing chess while the league plays checkers on the other. Where does this roster move right for you guys right now today? All right. Well, I'm going to go like big level on you for a second here. I assume both heard the theory uh, that that some scientists have that unworld simulation. Yes. Right. Okay, I'm going to take that one step further after the San Antonio Rounders and really all of the news of the NFL offseason and say, not only is our world our simulation, our world is really just a really complex simulation inside of some 13-year-old's Madden 2150 game where he's learned all of the cheat codes and he's playing as the Patriots. So wait, we're in a simulation in the year 2150, all for John Madden football? I had a John Madden football game, yes. Uh, it's a legitimate take. It's a legitimate take. <laughs> the kid who's running it just has cheat codes, and he's playing as the Patriots. Got it. Uh, who is your biggest AFC rival this year, potentially? The Colts? Kansas City. Yeah. Well, Kansas City, but also, I thought the Colts, the Colts were a great dark horse candidate. Uh, Andrew Lowe retires. Yeah, not anymore, yeah. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers, now it's coming out, could have traded Antonio Brown to the Patriots for a first-round draft pick right. in so March. No. Yeah. Yeah. And they said no. Instead, they got a third and a fifth to basically trade him to the New England Patriots. Well, they, they said no because they didn't want the Patriots to have him. And how did that turn out? Right. Exactly. How does this happen? Right. How does it happen? So so Andrew Patterson seems to be, with, with the exception of the outlandish take that some 13-year-old kid 150 <laughs> years from now is playing all of us in a video game, uh, which is a great take. The best take I've heard in my life because I did not see it coming. Um, you, you're favorable on this take. The Patriots aren't taking crazy pills. Roscoe P., where do you come down? Please tell me you think it's the year 3052. Right. Actually, I, well, I was going to say exactly what Andrew said, so I guess I'm out. <laughs> all right, Chris, great talking to you. No, no, see you later. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I think this is 100% uh, playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. In fact, I called this yesterday morning shortly after uh, AB, and I'll call him AB because he's been on the Patriots for like um, 16 hours at this point. So yes, yeah, so he's, like he's a friend. He's a friend. Shortly after AB was released, I texted a good friend of mine who is also a huge NFL fan as I am, and I said, I just want you to be mentally prepared for Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon on the outside and Julian Elliman in the spot and Tom Brady throwing to him because that's that's coming. And that is in a documented timestamp text message hours before the, the news actually broke. So I did kind of see this coming. This is the kind of thing they do all the time. Um, <clears throat> other than they gave him a little bit more of a signing bonus. I guess a $9 million signing bonus is more than I thought they would have paid, but it's it's low risk and it's enormously high reward. Like on the upside, they get one of the top three wide receivers in football. Uh, on the low end, he's a distraction, and they cut him next week, and we all move on with our lives. Yeah. And so, you know, who cares? Like this is what they do. 
No, and I think you're 100% right. Uh, just a couple things to, like, one, how do you defend this Patriots receiving core right now? Who do you double-team? Oh, exactly. What do these other guys do when you're double-teaming? I'm assuming Antonio Brown? Right. You're right. leave Julian Edelman open for his routes. You're going to let right. James Gordon do the one thing he can do well anymore and just run downfield. Not to mention James White, who is Lethal. one of the elite pass-catching running backs in the league, and Sony Michelle in your running game. I just, right now, do not see how you defend against this Patriots team. Exactly right. And the last point might be the best one. Like, even if you do have some plan to stop the pass, how many guys in the box does that leave you to stop Sony Michelle? Right. 100%. Now, now they're just going to hand it to him. Also, okay, so you're going to get into the backfield. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get at the quarterback at the quarterback who releases the ball the quickest in the right. NFL. Ever. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are positive. You guys are positive on this, which I, I don't disagree um, at all. And the takes are, are good enough or on, on point enough, or I'm not going to belabor them. What do you guys make of the very, very short term of they happen to be playing the Steelers tonight, and like the potential, like the distractions around that? I mean. The, Anything there at all, or you don't care? It's not really. I, I think it. that was definitely part of Belichick's calculation in doing this. Um, was like, yeah, we're playing the Steelers, and we want it in Roethlisberger and Tomlin's head that we got your guy. I mean, obviously, they knew he wasn't going to be able to play today. Correct. But, correct. Well, correct. <laughs> One, it's not allowed, and two, it would be ridiculous anyway. But still, just the yeah. Oh, absolutely. The Patriots are all about head games, all about it, and have been for twenty years. So yeah, um, I think there's definitely the head game aspect of. Our guy plays with us now. <laughs> so I, I think Ben Valen of the Boston Globe pointed out on Twitter this morning. Uh, you just gave Antonio Brown the sideline pass. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's got to he be there. He can't be on there as a member of the team, but you have sideline passes. Sure. Adam Guerrero used to get one. Uh, I think you have one available. Yeah, they have one available for sure. <laughs> yeah, give him Alex Guerrero's pass. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Ben I Roethlisberger, look into his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the best the best part of this whole story, whether this works out or not, and Roscoe hit the point on the on the head. It's either going to be great or they're going to cut him in ten days or less. But and it won't matter. And right. it won't matter, right? Because right. they had a plan. They had a plan yesterday morning. The plan changed, and if it doesn't work out, they go back to the plan they had yesterday morning. But um, you know, the the thing that's great is the Steelers on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning. Social media was like laughing at the Raiders. Laughing now, you guys know the full story. Hardy har, and then the Raiders play right into the Patriots' hands, and the Steelers, regardless of what happens tonight, go from uh, feeling great to buried under everything. I mean, yeah. Congratulations, you played yourself. Uh, I know, I know, I can say it because I have two wrestling fans on the phone with me. But it is kind of like Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger in the middle of the ring. Celebrating, and then oh wait, what's that? It's Bill Belichick's music. Yeah, it's Bill Belichick's music, and he's coming out with Antonio Brown. Yeah, and, 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 and Antonio Brown is potentially the ultimate warrior in WrestleMania six, which is yes. the zenith of the ultimate warrior for those of you who weren't around in the early nineties. I actually saw that on Twitter, and not with Antonio Brown, but there is a I don't know what the term is, whatever it is on on Twitter. I'll send it to you guys of Bill Belichick walking out of the tunnel. I think in Carolina actually to Stone Cold's music. That's fantastic. Oh, the Stone Cold music. All right. Yeah, it's awesome. Can't beat the Stone Cold uh, I'll, music. I'll find it and send it. So a couple okay. other questions for you guys. What, What? I mean, I got plenty of questions. We can go. We can do this for as long as we want because this is fun. But football does start in 17 minutes, so we'll see. Yeah, kickoff's coming. Um, 
Okay, so three to four months from now, and, and Roscoe, again, with the qualification that who cares how this goes, it's upside, very low, low very, very minimal low side, or you know, whatever. Um, three to four months from now, where where is this where has this experiment gone? Are we talking about a, a one or a two seed Patriots team with an unstoppable offense? Is is Antonio Brown on his like fourth team in a year? Is he out of the league? Where do you guys see this thing going? If, if you had to handicap it right now. Yeah. Oh, did you are you asking me first? Sure, go ahead. Alright, so um I I think the the ones and it's uh, here here comes a here comes a hot take. Here comes a bold get, get the hot the take. The year is seventeen forty two. The oven that's wrong. I think the one thing that Bill Belichick does not have that he really wants, you know he'll never admit it, maybe after he retires, he never admit it now. I think the one thing he wants is nineteen and oh. Wow. So that's the one yeah. thing he doesn't have. He's got 18 and 1, and who did he have the year they went 18 and 1? Randy. Yeah, Randy Moss. So, I think this is a this is a play to not just win the Super Bowl again, but this is the move to go 19 and 0. And I think it works because of two reasons. AB wants to win and he wants to get paid. And that's this is how you do it. You come here for a year, he's on a one-year contract. Yep. You win the suit, you keep your mouth shut for 5 months. You win the Super Bowl, you make all these highlight catches, and then next year somebody gives him $100 million. And his agent is who? Drew Rosenhaus. And who else's agent is Drew Rosenhaus? Grantastic Voyage. There you go. So his agent's telling him, look, this is the place to do it. Your your image is as bad as it can possibly be. How do you rehab the image in four months and get paid a billion dollars again? Go for, play for the Patriots, shut up, go 19-0, be the best receiver in the league, and get paid. He gets the Super Bowl ring, and he gets his massive contract again next year. So this is going to work splendidly. Okay. Andrew Patterson, do you affirm I, I, or— I think there's, like, there's a 98% chance Roscoe is right in that take, and that's pretty close to my exact take. I do have a 2% sub-take— which is how much of this is a play to Tom Brady? Is this either your Tom keep playing for us? We're going to do what you what we what, what you want us to do to get you in the Super Bowl every year, or is this his goodbye gift? <clears throat> Interesting. Oh, so right. So this is like all in because they somehow they secretly know this is going to be it, and this is the uh, either they all secretly in, all know it's going to be it, or they gave up all of their control of Tom Brady, and now they're saying, yeah, we gave up our control, but we are going to get you what you need to keep winning. Oh, I see. That's fair, because because you know the, yeah. the best way to demi- to 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 make up for his his potentially diminishing skill set is to just give him all pros at positions that he previously didn't need all pros at. Well, and here's the thing, right? And here's I think what is the best thing about this move. I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Your three wide receivers, your three best wide receivers. Who, by the way. There are four, I don't know who the fourth is, but there are four current playing wide receivers who have had 1,600-yard seasons in the NFL. And two of them. Three of them. Oh, three of them. Are on the New England Patriots. Holy cow. And their games are all very different. Right. You don't have three of the same wide receiver. You have three guys who are all running completely different routes that if you double-team one of them, the other just goes directly to their greatest strength. Yep. No, no they question. They have to go to their B game. They just go keep doing what they do best. Yeah, and the other this, thing is, I know, think has the potential to go down as Bill Belichick's best move. Yeah, well, the, the, but, the, but the best part is, if it doesn't, it becomes Chad Ochocinco on steroids. 
And and do we sit here and rue the however long Chad Ochocinco spent on the Patriots? No, no. it's nothing. No, not at all. It's meaningless. Yeah, exactly. You know I honestly in position to take this risk. I forgot he was on the Patriots until I was this morning. I knew we were going to do this, and I was thinking about you know some of these that have worked, and so and I went, oh yeah, Ochocinco was on the team. Like, I forgot he was on the team. Right. 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 All right. So and that's like, I'm in the same point there. So so really, unless they have just incredibly horrific luck with like. Health, because I don't even know if chemistry is a thing. Because obviously, Edelman's not going to gripe about not getting touches, because he's probably going to benefit no. the most from this. Uh, Ch- uh, Gordon is—he's on his literally his millionth chance, right? So right. he's going to keep his mouth shut, try to stay clean, and, and play football. So even if AB's a little out of line, like the wiggle room's there, because you basically just flash the six rings in his face, and Rosenhaus right. says, "Dude, we talked about this. Shut up until shut Groundhog's up. Day. Uh, shut yes. up until Groundhog's Day. Shut up." And just play football. Yes, a million percent. And, and so, so yeah, so the, the low side is very low. Um, what do you guys think? Or actually, let's do some comparisons. You can make an argument that 07 Randy Moss can't be touched, and obviously if anybody can, can make a run at it with Tom Brady, it's going to be A.B. But Dante Stallworth was the deep threat back in the day, and now it's, it's Flash Gordon. I like that better. Right. And I think yeah. Edelman is probably – a better version of Wes Welker. I mean, he's, he's better than Welker. I agree, a hundred percent better. So, like, holy, holy cow! <laughs> yeah. So unless I, again, I really, I've really tried to think about this from last night to think about. I don't know what is an effective way to defend against this team right now. I, there, there probably is one, and I'm not an NFL coach. And there's somebody out there who's thinking it, who's devised something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, there, this is this is this is unless they get you know, and the in, injuries in the NFL happen. So. Every team has that problem, right? Um, yeah. So take that off the table. But unless they beat themselves, the, you know, to Andrew's point, it's really tough to game plan this effectively. And more importantly, even if somebody cracks the code in week one or week seven or week ten, the Patriots change their game plan every week. Correct. Correct. So it's not like it's the Rams. It's not like the Rams or the Falcons in the Super Bowl where it's like, well, we are who we are, and Bill figured it out, so I guess we're screwed. You know, it's... It's the opposite of that. It's, well, it's a good job beating us last week, but we're actually we're getting ready for this game next week anyway. So here's like 16 yeah. new formations. Correct. The, the, the traditional, traditionally, the this type of defensive game plan that has worked, and this is what the Giants did yes. in the Super Bowls, was if you can get pressure on Brady without blitzing, right? So if you have four defensive four linemen who can just get home without a blitz and you can drop seven in coverage, that's been an effective way. But like we said earlier, that's when they were more reliant on the pass. If you're going to drop seven in coverage every time, they're going to turn around and hand it off 50 times. Yes. And beat you that way. And a point we haven't made, because it's very exciting with this new offensive weapon, their defense is loaded. Mm. This might be the best defense they've had since I don't know when. Since Teddy Bruce. Since 04, yeah. The defense is loaded. So, yeah. so, they, so okay, ground and pound. And they'll, they'll beat you, you know, 13. Look at the Super Bowl. They beat the Rams, what, 13-3 or whatever, right? They'll beat you like that. It's unbelievable. It doesn't have to be the Chiefs, you know, 49-42 and throw for 600 yards. That's not, that's not all they can do. Right. But I think your point saves. They have the ability now to do both. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, coaches won't know what plan they're going to do until they get on the field, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so Roscoe, are you, I mean, I don't think you're wrong on this. Is clearly the ingredients for 19 over there. Are you Are you calling it 19? I mean, I'm are, calling it. I'm yeah. calling it. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay, yeah, so. Why not throw out a, a prediction that might end and might be done in 11 hours, but. Right. Why not? But even if they lose in 11 hours, it, like, at the end of the day, 
That's okay. If they win the Super Bowl All right. and pass the Steelers to get the seventh in the year they got Antonio Brown, it's still uh, ugh, gross for them, um, which is fine with me. So I know at the very least we've got Eagles fans listening. They've probably not even made it to this part of the pod yet because they've probably already thrown up in their mouth 17 times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why would an Eagles fan still be listening to this? So to my, to my Eagles to my Eagles fans out there, you know, I could have called you guys to ask you how you feel about this trade, but I called these guys instead. So, <laughs> so, so we hope you enjoy 18 minutes of gloating because <laughs> and and to ruin it for you Eagles fans, in case you come back to this to say what a bunch of jerks they were on in early September. I am, I am also saying that, you know, we've been through a season after the 18-1 and one season where, unfortunately, injuries killed our season two minutes into the second quarter. So, like, we, what we're saying is we can go 19-0 and 0 or 0-16. and 16. We don't care. We are glad we just trolled the Steelers. We are glad we took the shot. And we are, we are so happy to be able to do this and say 19-0 and 0, like a bunch of jabronis. Because, because you know what? If my pod last week was pro wrestling has come to the U.S. Open tennis championships, this week it's the pro wrestling is back with the Patriots. This is fantastic stuff. It's fantastic. It's, it's great. The number one heels are, are just embracing the role as number one heels. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is unbelievable. I didn't know how I felt about it yesterday, but now after talking to you guys. Oh, it, it's so awesome. Oh, it's, it's great. I, I I was by myself watching TV when I saw the scroll, and I literally laughed out loud for almost 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's perfect. It's perfection. It is chef's kiss. What is it? It's a what? <laughs> like the chef's kiss. You know how the chef's kiss, you just like something's perfect. Like Oh, a chef's oh, kiss. I thought you said it was a, either a festus or a chest kiss. I thought it said chest kiss. <laughs> well, hey, I'm a I don't think we can say that on this podcast. <laughs> but, by the way, for the listeners, before we pressed play on the record button, we talked about how you would have a PG-13 podcast that could be a little bit erotic. We just found it. Chest kiss. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Sometimes life has a way of working itself out. Whether yeah, you're the kid in 2152 playing Madden 57, whether you're, by the way, the math's off on that, whether you're Bill Belichick playing chess when everybody's playing checkers, or whether you're three dudes gloating about the Patriots' latest power move. Yeah, and really, I just want to thank the kid in 2157 who's playing Madden and made this awesome team. Yeah, yeah. thanks for not picking the Buccaneers. That'd be weird for everybody. We love you. <laughs> listening. Also, thanks it's for not picking the Eagles. That's going to be there forever. That is, that, is, that is a kid who's very into his Madden game. If he is like, all right, I made this happen. Now let me just hone in on this very small neighborhood in Massachusetts <laughs> and see what three random friends are talking about. This. Actually, I, I have a bigger question for the kid playing Madden right now. Can you either explain to me why Siberia is listening to my podcast all the time or have them stop? Oh. <laughs> Because I'm flattered, but I also think I'm probably going to get assassinated. So, <laughs> you know, you put the word Russia in like one, one write up. <laughs> and all of a sudden, some city in the middle of Siberia listens. All over you. you can't mess with that anymore. Like pretty much Ashburn, Virginia was the CIA, I'm convinced. And now the KGB is listening. And that's great. Yeah. Guys, I'm harmless. 
I'm just a guy talking to his friends about random crap. From Rafael Nadal to Antonio Brown, I am not a Manchurian candidate. Please leave me alone. When was this? How did I miss the Rafael Nadal as pro wrestler podcast? When did that come Well, no, it's actually Daniel Medvedev um, as pro wrestler. Uh, he's the okay. Russian. He's the Russian guy, of course. Buzzword. He's the Russian guy um, who's now he's playing Rafael. In this situation. <laughs> yeah, he's he's playing he's playing Rafael Nadal today. But Andy Maslin and I, friend of the show, friend of yours, yes. yes, he and I talked about how this guy you know has been inciting the crowd against him like a wrestling heel from 1985, Nikolai Volkov, uh, and okay. uh, that was enough to get the folks in Yakutsk, Russia, listening again. So that was great. Oh. 87 downloads last week from Siberia. No big deal. Love wow. it. And now the KGB has very nuanced takes on uh, tennis. <laughs> and the Patriots. <laughs> and Chef's Kiss. <laughs> and Chef's Kiss. And Chef's Kiss. <laughs> Fantastic. Gentlemen, any other picks on the NFL season that you'd like to get out before the season? I mean, I know the Bears played a turd bowl against the Packers the other night. What a rooney that was. But with the yeah. exception of that one game, which was very unremarkable, any hot takes besides the Patriots going 19-0? Uh, if That's I had any outtakes, they are out of my mind since the Antonio Brown news has obliterated my brain. That's a hot take too. I like it. Um, I, who, who's going to win the NFC? Are the are the Rams still good? I think that's an interesting one. I think the Eagles. I mean, to give a shout out to our Eagles, Eagles fans. I'm going with the Eagles. Way to pander. I like that. I, I think. Oh, no, I'm absolutely pandering. The Eagles are either going to be what you're saying, or it really was Nick Foles, and they made a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I the Eagles it. are going to be really good. I think the Saints are going to fall off a little. I think the Rams are going to fall off a little. Here's, here's the question. So every year there's a team, it's going to be either conference. Who's the team that nobody's talking about that's going to be really good? Mm. Ooh. That's a good question. Well, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not the Browns because everybody's it's talking not the about Browns. the Browns. Every, oh, everybody's talking about that. Right, exactly. They're, they're right. totally set up to fail. Yeah. So, yes. great question. Um, uh, are people talking about the Falcons? No. Oh, no. I, I count the Falcons in that conversation. Okay. Like so, I'm going to go with the Falcons. That's a good one. How about the Minnesota Vikings? Another good one. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, are I they, are they have zero faith in their quarterback. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Some people were saying the Bears until the other day. <laughs> until that, right? Yeah. Well, all right. I, I'm not saying this team's going to run it up. In fact, I, think I like how we all like like true Patriots fans went straight NFC on that. Well, I, I get an AFC team, although I don't know. They they got they had a, a rough couple of weeks. But how about the Houston Texans? I mean, no one's, yeah, no I mean, one's no, talking they, about them. They were in the playoffs last year, as were the Vikings, so maybe you can't really – maybe that's a better call. What's the non-playoff team? Last year's non-playoff team was going to be good. So, oh, I got one for that, I'm too. double down on my Falcons. Yeah. I, oh, they didn't make the playoffs last year? I do not believe they No, they didn't. I don't think, yeah. They did not. Well, here, here's, here's the hot take. And actually, you might think that this take is has uh, decreased in value based on the topic we're, we're speaking about today, but I actually think it may have made things better. How about the Oakland Raiders? Mm. Oof. That would be amazing. That, I don't see it happening. Tough, I mean, tough division, right? Like, they could be really good and be the third best team in their division. Yeah, that's the problem, is that you got a Chargers team that could be great or not. You've got a Broncos team. With, you never know with the Broncos. And you've got, obviously, the Chiefs are the, were the odds-on favorite, I feel like, to win the AFC until yesterday morning. Well, they, they were until 16 hours ago, yeah. Yeah. 
So, so there's your uh, what's there's a follow up question. Who's the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year? And Cleveland. I, I don't see I don't see anything other than San Diego. Oh wow. well, first of all, they're not San Diego anymore. <laughs> L.A. Correct. Very good call. <laughs> so yes, San Diego is a disappointment. City formerly known as San Diego, except San Diego is still known as San Diego. Diego. Is still a city, I believe. Yes. I be- as I have yeah. not looked, I believe San Diego is still a city. Maybe that's my take. The entire city, the entire city of San Diego is going to have a terrible ten months. It's Just- gone. <laughs> We are delving into 2057 future world really, really big time here, guys. Well, listen, it's 1 o'clock. I'm about to do my favorite thing of the year, which is to put on the NFL Red Zone channel. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And I'm about to watch... The next eight hours, no Patriots game to interrupt us. No Patriots I'm, for eight hours, eh? Exactly. I'm about to watch every game possible, every scoring chance possible. Unofficial sponsor of the week, the NFL Red Zone channel. Get it. If you don't have it, you're an idiot. Talk to the kid playing Madden, and uh, maybe he'll. Who are you guys playing in the filibuster freestyle fantasy league? I've got the Valerian Steelers of Dan Ruddle. Um, I, I I don't think the schedule has changed in the entire history of the filibuster freestyle. So I have my annual oh. opening week battle against Alex Viano. Wow! Oh. Wow! We have a, Actually, that is. I think he's my biggest filibuster freestyle rival. Yeah. Well, the Ruddle beat us. In the uh, Super Bowl two years ago, so yeah, he's our biggest rival. Yeah, who's yours? Who does the uh, who's Roscoe's filibuster freestyle blood rival? I have uh, me and Julio, coached by uh, Mr. Mark Waller. Yeah, does he still have Julio Jones, or is that name? Uh... Um, he does not. Although, in fairness, I haven't changed any of the names of my fantasy teams yet from last year, and I'm going to. I just haven't got around to it yet. So I, I, I don't mind anybody having an old fantasy name in Week One. Okay, uh, I've never changed mine. Oh, okay. I'm still Pucky's players. It's but good to ha- it's good to have a brand. Branding is important. Yeah, absolutely. The Yankees of the filibuster freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the 21st century, maybe with zero championships, one for them. No names, no names on the back of our jersey. <laughs> it's all about the Pucky. You know who we are. It's all the name on the front. Pucky's players. <laughs> nice. All right, fellas, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. That pod was just you know. Um, Pure energy, great work as always. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing both of you had zero notes on this one. I had like two, so that's great zero. stuff. Zero. Uh, it's an emergency. If I did have notes, um, I left them at Lewis's at 10:45. Hashtag zero notes. Hashtag chef's kiss. Hashtag zero notes. Hashtag 19 and 0. You heard it here first. Hashtag we are all in a video game. I love it. All right, everybody, rate the pod. Help people find the show, please. <laughs> Except for the folks in, in Yakuks, because they found it. <laughs>